Yay, uh, formerly known as Kanye West. His, so he changed his name. He's he wants For, people to... formerly known as Kanye West, formerly known as Yeezus, now I guess known as Yay. Yeah. Um so he only wants people to refer to him as Yay, not Kanye. Um he says he changed his name and he wants people to respect that. Um so you know, out of respect for him, only refer to him as Yay. Um, I may or may not slip up during it, but it's not intentional. Again, you know, just so mm -hmm. common calling him Kanye. But, um, you know, I, I will try to, you know, keep that and, and just refer to him as Yay. Um, so if people uh, might not know, you know, Kanye kind of blew up the Internet recently, blew up everywhere um, with his... Mm -hmm. You know, tweets that kind of came out, um, his interviews that's been out uh, since the tweet. Um, so people who don't know the tweet, I'm going to pull it up here. Um, so um, one of his big tweets that kind of got a lot of attention that was very inflammatory um, for being uh, anti-Semitic uh, was a tweet that he posted here uh, where he said, uh, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going to go, I'm going DEFCON 3, uh, which he spelled it wrong, by the way, um, on Jewish people. Uh, the funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. Also, uh, you guys have totally toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever oppresses, uh, uh, opposes your agenda um, there. Uh, so that's what he said. So then he was on, made the rounds um, on uh, a bunch of other news outlets. Um, Chris Cuomo uh, with his show News Nation. He was on the Fox News and interviewed by Tucker Carlson. He was on Nori's Drink mm -hmm. Champs. Um, and he was also also on uh, Piers Morgan's show, uh, Uncensored. Um, so he was kind of on those different platforms. I saw those interviews. Um, I took notes on those interviews. And I'm going to be talking about those different interviews that he had. Um, and the Nori Drink Champs interview is not available anymore. That got taken down. Um, and Nori, uh, to talk about that, a little bit about that interview. Um, so Nori was on Hot 97. He talked about it. You know, and he apologized for having Kanye on uh, the platform and he spoke about it and, and they asked him questions uh, about it and about, you know, did you, you know, uh, did you think it was a good idea? And you kind of and he kind of elaborated on it more. You can guys can go check out the interview. Um, my kind of stance on that with Nori is like. You know, I don't want to get into a larger discussion of discussion of platforming people. Um, you know, when it comes to platforming people, I think, you know, whether it's good or bad, sometimes people who have these kind of terrible opinions sometimes, um, I think it's good to challenge opinions. It's good to uh, debate opinions um, to to make sure how, you know, make sure how foolish they look. But also, I think you also have to, to think, is it worth giving that? that attention and that time to those type of mm -hmm. what you see to be inflammatory and dangerous opinions um you know is, is it kind of worth that but you know and i kind of would have maybe respected it more if if nori just maybe stood on it more of just going like yeah i mean it, it was a lot of it was for the views which he mentioned in the very beginning of the interviews like when kanye was on there last time the views were crazy so i imagine he was also thinking about that too bringing kanye back was you know the views are going to be crazy again especially with all this kind of going on them and he also mentions that there were jewish people in the room during that drink champs interview so he was expecting maybe if you know kanye was saying i mean yay was saying something very inflammatory that they would also jump in possibly and say something so uh and he also mentioned that you know he's he's not a journal you know he's not really a 
a journalist to that degree. The show Drink Champs is mostly people drinking, smoking. It's mostly like a hangout type vibe. You know what I mean? It's not really trying to be hard hitting journalism there. Um, you know, it's it's just it's not like a Joe Rogan type where he they, like he kind of does journalism to a certain extent, but he doesn't want any accountability, so he brings his guests on to say whatever wild shit they want or any wild yeah, shit he's currently good. interested. Yeah. Whereas or, this one is just know. them hanging out and just shooting the shit. Yeah, or like we do here. Yeah, you know, and I understand that he probably didn't know all the stuff Ye was going to say uh, because it's not like it's not like it's supposed to be a debate. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's just, again, like I said, the environment of the show is just hanging out. It's just a group of dudes hanging out. So I, I kind of understand that uh, a little bit there. Um, should I do I think it should have been taken down? Um, no, I don't think the interview should have been taken down. That's just me. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. um, so I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to kind of each interview, discuss what he said, um, and kind of I'm gonna go around and get you guys' opinion on it. Um, so would it be best? You want to start with like one of the shorter ones, like the Chris Cuomo or the T- Tucker Carlson one, and then get into like a little bit of the longer I ones. I start like with the ones that kind of began this tirade because. From my mem- from my memory, it starts off with the whole like White Lives Matter T shirt with uh mm-hmm. with Candace Owens at the uh the Paris fashion show, mm-hmm. and then right afterwards he goes right on Tucker Carlson. And it's been just every interview, bop bop bop, every second now. So okay, I so think you should start with the one that started this craziness. So the Tucker Carlson interview was the first interview. Okay, um, all right. So he was on Tucker Carlson. Um, spoke to him. Uh, and they kind of went over, you know, you know, talked about various different things. I have some notes here about it. Um, I'm going to kind of go around. Nick, did you see that interview at all? I saw little clips of it, uh, from, from, uh, just scrolling through Twitter and such. Okay. And Ganja, uh, how much of it did you see? All right. So I was able to do a little bit what you did. I was able to watch the majority of these interviews. Uh, some of them I didn't get in the fullest because the videos were either cut off or you couldn't even find the full version. Especially when it came to the Chance one, I was able to watch that one as full, but it came in like different parts. So mm. there's uh, some stuff that I didn't get to see if they cut it or spice it out. But yeah, man, that first one, Tug Carlson it has this big shit eating grin of like, I'm about to get the most views, keep talking, get mm. crazier. <laughs> I'm loving every minute of this. This yeah. time so the camera cuts over Tucker and he's like, I can't believe he's giving me this gold right now. Yeah. I'm not feeding him any lines. This is out of him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you watch that interview, like his eyes could be glowing. I mean, really, I mean, that's just the that's the sense you get from it. And people go like, you know what I mean? You see like, well, he didn't even cut him off in the interview, you know, like uh, some other people. It's like, yeah, because he's saying all the things that, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, I didn't even have to prep him for this. I mean, he's just saying all the things I want him to say. Um, So in the Tucker Carlson interviews, okay, so some things that kind of went over, some things that stood out. He says he's pro-life, which he said before. um, Okay. So he's kind of, he said that. Um, He's also said that uh, more black babies... uh, have been aborted than born in New York City uh, because then that conversation came up because he's wearing a badge uh, with a uh, with the ultrasound on it, um, a picture of an ultrasound, and then that led into the conversation mm-hmm. of that. Um, now, when it comes to discussing that, like, and he brought up like more black babies are being aborted than born in the city of New York. Now, that was true um, in 2015, 2016. Um, I, I did check that. Um, that was true that there were more black abortions than black births uh, in that at that time. Now, I was trying to look currently uh, because this was in 2016. I was trying to look at currently what was the current statistic of that um, and in 2022, or at least just in the past few years, and I could not find that. Um, I could find that 
uh, New York is the second leader uh, when it comes to in the states, uh, the United States of abortions. The first is D.C. Um, and, and New York is the second one. Um, but uh, it just gave me the number, the total number of abortions uh, not broken down by race. Uh, I was trying to find that, but it, I couldn't get that apparently uh, broken down by race. Um, and he also said that in, in before that, a sentence before that, that 50 percent of black death is caused by uh, abortions. Could not find that, though. Um, could not find that whatsoever. Um, I can tell you the leading causes of black death um, in, in America. Um, <laughs> and some of the leading causes of black death, I have the uh, article pulled up here. Um, and this is also from the CDC also as well. Um, this is also from 2018. Um, they have a current one by the CDC that I had as well. Um, but with the CDC, so um, you have here, uh, this is from Statistia, but also there's another article I can, I'm going to pull up from the CDC. Um, and it says, so heart disease, um, malignant cancers are the two leaders there. You have heart disease at 23.5% and malignant cancers at 20.3%. Um, you also have like accidents that comes in at 6.2% um, and things like stroke, which 5.8%. Um, now, it is also true. I have another kind of graph here as well that says that now black women do lead uh, women um, amongst race in abortions. Um, I have uh, data research here says that uh, black women do lead other women uh, when it comes to that uh, at 37.8 percent. Um, then it's followed by Hispanic women. Uh, then it's followed by, I believe it was white women. And then um, the other 7 percent was like women of other different ethnicities. Um, I'll try to pull up that here right now. Uh, but so there's Ricky numbers trying to get those numbers up. Yeah. We need to get those Pepsi Cola products increased. Come on, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll try to uh, get those kind of numbers up here. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'll try to pull these numbers up here. So this is the article. This is PewResearch.org. Uh, uh, here, uh, where it kind of lists this information, it says among ages 15 to 44, there were 23.8 abortions per 1,000 non-Hispanic Black women. Uh, non-Hispanic Black women, 11.7 uh, abortions per 1,000 Hispanic women, 6.6 uh, .6 abortions per per 1,000 non-Hispanic white women, and 13 abortions per 1,000 of other races and ethnicities. So you see it kind of broken down here. Um, mm -hmm. uh, this article is from, I believe it's just from 2019. I believe. Um, so that's kind of pewresearch.org pew uh, um, that that kind of comes from there. Um, so when he mentioned that, um, but again, I didn't see where it said black women, like abortions are 50% cause of black death. I didn't see that. Um, and what I spoke to Nick about uh, earlier before the interview is that Kanye is very big on the number 50%. Uh, like he said it <laughs> um, in the interview with Chris Cuomo, which we're going to be discussing. He said that 50% of executives and producers in Hollywood are Jewish. Again, I, mm -hmm. I couldn't fact check that. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how I would fact that check. That sounds like an intentionally non fact checkable number. Uh, yeah. 50% of black death in America is abortion that he's also claimed. And there was like another big statistic that he said, there was like another 50%. It reminded me of that bit and how I met your mother. Like when Barney would ever make up a statistic, he would always use the same number every single time. Yeah. Uh, like you said, that he would always say 83%. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I, I guess he's just, he's probably just obsessed with the number 50 because that number comes up a hundred in every single like line of Yeezys. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Because uh, he also said in the Piers Morgan interview, he said that um, 
what was it? Uh, he said that, oh, 50 percent of crime went up. Um, he also said in the uh, the Drink Champs interview that the crime rate uh, in the area of George Floyd where he died, the crime rate went up 50 percent. Now, I did check that. Um, now, I, this is I, I'm going to pull up a CNN article here. Now, crime did go up. Um, he said the homicide mm-hmm. rate up went to 50. Now, crime did go up after the death of George Floyd. Um, and Minneapolis does have a big issue with crime. Um, it, at the time, the nickname for it was uh, Murder Apple. A murderapolis um is kind of the nickname for the city um now i'm gonna pull up a kind of a paragraph here um and it said that in in it um that at one point the homicide kind of of cases that were unclosed in in um in minneapolis was 54 percent and this was in mm-hmm. 2016 then in 2020 um it had dropped to the national average which is 38 percent um then um, even though there's not official now, this article was written in September 25th, 2022. Um, and let me pull up the paragraph exactly here. I want to make sure I get it exactly right. Um, let me pull up the exact paragraph here. Um, so this is the article right here. Um, so the article says, so since 2016, the clearance rate of the percentage of homicide cases closed uh, in Minneapolis sank from around 54 percent to most recent national average uh, to 38 percent in 2020. According to the latest available data from the FBI, figures for the last year haven't been released by the FBI. But Huffman insists the rate has improved considerably, uh, claiming that the unofficial figure for this year is. Uh, to date is back to 54%. Even so, uh, some family members of murder victims said they have felt compelled to take a lead uh, role in the mm-hmm. homicide investigations of their own loved ones. Um, so this article uh, mentions also how a lot of families are feeling kind of the effects of a lot of crime kind of going on and how, you know, after the death of George Floyd, a lot of police withdrew from the area uh, there. Um, and it also kind of mentions that the, a lot of the response time um, during like 911 calls, they have a graph here of 911 calls dropped from 10 minutes to 16 minutes. Um, and it also has to do with um, apparently a lot of the police force is kind of depleted in, in Minneapolis, um, where uh, a lot of people apparently are retiring or quitting. Um, they had a spokesperson, I believe, from the police department. I'll try to find that quote uh, in a little bit here. I'll search for it. Uh, where they said that a lot of just it's like police are feeling uh, demoralized. Uh, they, they, you know, they had such a good time killing black people and getting away with it. Um, now they feel bad that they're being recorded and judged for it. Um, you know, obviously that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But that, that was kind of it was the sentiment that, you know, basically the police are being called racist. And you know what I mean? Um, so uh, here, here's the quote right here. Um so I'll pull it up. I'll pull up the article again. So it said some officials, um, some law enforcement officials have uh, attributed the mass resignations and recent retirements to pandemic related reasons. But Sergeant uh, Betsy Bartner Smith of the National Police Association said morale is a major factor. It's no secret that law enforcement, especially in the last two and a half years, has been badly vilified and wrongly vilified. She told CNN, you can't call an entire uh, profession racist and expect police just to sit back and say, OK, you now uh, keep on piling on. So. That's that's uh, primarily kind of what she said there um, in regards to that. Um, so uh, just uh, that point there um, of the interview where he kind of talked about that. Uh, Ganja, um, what kind of were your some of your thoughts on the on the uh, Tucker Carlson interview there? Oh, I, that was fucking gold to the right wing, honestly. Like they loved every minute of it. Uh, I could tell that they I find a new golden child in Kanye West. 
Uh, a lot of the talking points that Candace always spews on her personal networks, as well as when she goes on, does the whole right wing media circuit. Uh, she he is just quoting all of it verbatim. Mm-hmm. Uh, even some of the extreme stuff that we think that they believe, that they kind of keep hitting because they want to believe in polite politics and uh, mm-hmm. try to keep like in a uh, approval surface level mm-hmm. type of uh, type of ultra right wing vibe. Whereas he, Kai West is he he goes into everything with a full force hundred and. Due to either his ego, his mental health, or just how he views people in general, he doesn't really care how he comes across when he spews his beliefs. Mm-hmm. And him getting attached to these ultra right wing ideas and being so forced with them down to the point that he is really going hard on the Jewish media, that is something that he is going to be concurrent throughout all these interviews. <clears throat> the accusations of being abandoned by the culture. Because they didn't help him when his wife stole his kids, which again, that's a whole other bag of tricks that we, I personally don't want to get into because I don't, I don't think we should get involved in divorces, in my personal opinion. Because everyone's got a story and everyone's got beef when it comes to that shit, and that's usually up to the court to side. But uh, he, he's honestly, I think that really goes back to the whole abortion thing too. Because I don't remember if y'all remember when he was running for president, one of the like public psychosis moments he had was when he had a rant that Kim Kardashian wanted to kill his baby. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And now, ever since then, I think that was the opportunity that the right wing took, especially Candace Owen being so close to him, to try to push him against the anti-abortion train. Because right now, he has a complete war against uh, Kim Kardashian. Again, whether justified or not, that could be up to your personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But he clearly has a big war with the whole family, uh, particularly Chris uh, Jenner, the grandma. Uh, she He comes up with her throughout the interview talking about she's going to put the grain baby on a pole, which... Uh, Again, uh, you know, personal opinions aside, and, you know, she did pump the shit out of of uh, Kylie Jenner when she, before she was like really above age. So, mm. you know, I, there's there's certain things that you can't really argue with. But he's coming from an ultra right wing crazy dad perspective, so it's really hard to mm. give him the the benefit of the doubt or play devil's advocate with him because mm-hmm. when you're like, yeah, that's kind of weird, you know, he's you know kind of guilty of this. Then he goes on to how like 50 percent of the Jewish people own all the media. Mm. And that they were responsible for the transatlantic slave trade and shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that that's kind of a problem. Uh, Nick, you said you saw some kind of clips. What were kind of some of your impressions of kind of the clips there that you, you kind of saw from the Carlson interview? Uh, the only, like, biggest impression is just sadness. Because, like you were saying, uh, just him aligning so heavily with Candace Owens, especially in this, you know, difficult point in his life where he is going through a divorce. And you get these kind of people that leech onto him and just get him to say all of this stuff, mm. all of this just absolutely batshit insane things when he is not in his uh, own right mind. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so during the interview, um, you know, uh, Ganja was pointing out, um, you know, he's talked about Kim in it. Um, he did say in the Carlson interview how Kim is controlled by Zionists forces um he thinks that kim is being controlled by you know again jewish people and that you know you know making her do things um he also brings up the clintons the clintons were you know a major influence again you know right-wing people it it checks all the boxes what do they love talking shit about the clintons check uh you know Mm -hmm. he mentions you know the the family and and how the man is under attack you know, and all the thing, all a, a, a man wants to do is protect his family. You got to bring that up. That's another big kind of right wing conservative talking point there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll he elaborates on that more in the Piers Morgan interview, which I'm going to talk about. Um, 
and then it's it's so th- these are some of the kind of the takeaways I had from it, um, and I'll kind of uh, want to kind of get you guys' opinion on it. Um, so uh, beyond the whole, like if he talked about the black abortion situation, uh, which he you know has talked about Planned Parenthood a lot um, and the history of Planned Parenthood, which mm-hmm. again. A lot of right wing people love to bring up the history of Planned Parenthood, the fact that it was founded by Margaret Sanger, the fact that she was a eugenicist, um, the fact that the first Planned Parenthood was placed in a minority neighborhood, um, you know, the fact that Margaret Sanger also was a racist. Um, K, uh, uh, Ye also mentions that she was a KKK. She founded the Planned Parenthood with the KKK. That's not true. Uh, that part isn't true. Um, she wasn't a KKK member. Now, she did speak at a, a rally, like a women for the KKK. She did speak there uh, because, and apparently she spoke there to just more get the message out um, and everything like that. But as far as I could find, she was not an actual member of the KKK or she was not an actual you know, sympathizer with the KKK as far as I uh, could find there. Um, so, yeah. Um, so the Planned Parenthood does have you know, bad origins and everything like that. Uh, but I still think there should still be an option for women to go to have health care, you know what I mean, in situations and times like that. And also the, the, the conception that Planned Parenthood is just this like abortion factory, like it puts women on a conveyor belt it's, and they, yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah, they, it's, you know, it's yeah, like, that's it's, not happening. It's just vehemently. Yeah, it's just vehemently not true. It provides vital services like STD education, like uh, testing, like uh, <clears throat> like resources that, frankly, public schools are not providing. Yeah, um, that's Especially not even in lower income areas. Yeah, and that's not even one of the main functions that Planned Parenthood does is abortion. That's not even one of its main the main things that they do like nick was talking about they provide a lot of other kind of resources for women uh in in underprivileged mm-hmm. neighborhoods to be there so um so that's kind of uh the point there um but so in the interview um he gives the meaning behind why he wore the white lives matter uh a shirt there and this kind of i'm going to further elaborate on this but it just goes to show you that there's no real substance in anything he talks about a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And when he talks about why did, you know, Tucker Carlson asked him, so why did you wear the White uh, White Lives Matter shirt? What were you trying to say when you did that? And he said, well, because they do. That that was his whole reasoning behind that. There was no other, at least with Candace Owens, when she talked about it, she at least, I didn't d- agree with what she said, obviously, but at least she kind of m- tried to f- come up with some reasoning behind it and it's like oh because you had black lives matter mm-hmm. and all this other thing which um you know to get yeah, into that wrong reasoning but okay at least you're giving us something yeah you know what i mean it's it's like that whole thing i mean again um to explain black lives matter um you know real quick i guess um it mm-hmm. it, it it's the old it's like the old tweet of saying like you could be there and say, like, I love pancakes. And then somebody could respond with, so you hate waffles. That's not what the fuck I said. That's mm-hmm. a whole new sentence. Um, nobody ever said white lives didn't matter. Uh, that wasn't the point. It was just to highlight the fact that black death um, in America is not paid attention to. Uh, something that, obviously, Ye was talking about. Because in the Carlson interview, he yeah, mentioned... Some, yeah, something... Yeah, it's something we have like hundreds of years of history to go back to. It's like the biggest thing on Netflix now is the fucking Dahmer show. And that highlight of that is that that nobody paid attention to him because he was going after black and LGBTQ people. Exactly. And there was actually a recent case right now of bringing up like serial killers 
there was another serial killer that, you know, the police was trying to warn people. It's like, hey, a lot of these black women are going missing. We think there's a serial killer ahead trying to tell police. And they ignored the person. They ignored people. And then it's not until the black woman escaped from the guy's basement with a padlock on her neck and run into somebody for help that they go like, oh, shit. And the rest of the guys like, oh, shit, I guess there was a serial killer. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the point of the movement. And it goes to show but you. Yeah, white lives matter. <laughs> you know, it, it, it like you just did it as a reactionary thing, just like when they said all lives yeah, matter and things like yeah, that. He, he, yeah, the reason he's doing it is because Kanye is a malignant narcissist and he wasn't in the news for several weeks. So he did this for attention because yeah. there's no substance behind that um at all of like can we say like you said maybe it was for attention and just to be a contrarian um uh because i mean the the right-wing people conservative have no problem saying blue lives matter they don't ever say like well this mm -hmm. other profession is you know uh, uh, you know uh, insignificant so they have no problem saying that they have no problem waving that flag the blue lives matter flag and all that other stuff they have no problem saying that but when it comes to black lives matter they have uh, a big issue with that um so yeah well i had uh, kind of go to kind of add more to the, your point about it not having any really strong lanes to stand on uh i don't know if you guys remember the gentleman i think it was either arizona or one of those uh, southwest states where the white gentleman was mm -hmm. killed in a hotel room by the uh, SWAT officers in which they gave mm -hmm. him like uh, different type of commands that were confusing. Uh, at one point he even begged for his life and they ended up shooting the guy. Well, the local that. Black Lives Matter group actually went out their way and started trying to get justice for the gentleman. But uh, again, as much as they like to say, well, what about white lives when this happens? They didn't really give two shits or give real media attention to him. So it was again mm -hmm. the local in the area that actually cared about trying yeah. to bring justice to that situation. Yeah. Um... And yeah, so uh, yeah, like Ganja, that's a great point. Great for bringing that. I do remember that, um, that hallway. Um, yeah, when they kind of just shot him, I, I do remember that. Um, and you guys can look it up if you can. Uh, it's kind of a again. Uh, I don't really like to look at death all that much, but um, yeah, uh, that was a hard video to to watch. Um, so he explained that um, he again, like I said, more going into how he kind of is transitioned into more of this conservative because he says he is a conservative he says that in the interview um mm. kind of conservative right-wing kind of points of he uses the word like bots like if you've been on the internet that's kind of like typical language you know what i mean that a lot of, kind of sometimes uh you see from right-wing people typically um even though i see i mean it's become just like a regular internet word you know people say npcs bots and everything like that people say that <laughs> um so you have that um it says he talks about Lizzo. Lizzo uh, comes up in the conversation there um, mm -hmm. where he brings up how, uh, you know, it's promoting obesity again. They, they Again, that's another kind of point that a lot of people talk about with Lizzo is that because you have this bigger woman here um, and, you know, she's kind of been used to kind of it's a little bit promoting uh, mm -hmm. obesity there uh, in the black community. The media, that's what they're trying to do uh, now to speak on that point a little bit. Um, there is a health problem in the black, like I spoke about the leading causes of death amongst black mm -hmm. people is heart disease, cancer, everything like that. Uh, obesity is a big problem also in the black community. Um, 
just lack of, you know, available kind of resources, you know, um, lots of fast food around the areas. Of course, exercise plays a part in that. People be, being able to have time to exercise, being, you know, do you even have enough time to exercise if you're working multiple jobs, if you've got kids, if you've got, you know, mm-hmm. big families, if you're maybe a single parent, do you even have time to kind of maybe do that? Even if it's it's good to, you know, exercise and to be active, but can you even, do you have the time to do that? And are you kind of making the best health choices? And sometimes it's very difficult when you have things like food deserts and mm-hmm. you have, you know what I mean, where it's like, okay, quick option of just going to maybe a fast food place. Um, so there is a larger kind of issue to that, um, you know, when it comes to that um, in terms of the black community um, of, of obesity and, and overweight being a big problem. Do you have any point on that, uh, Ganja, at all? No, honestly, that's it's very similar to what we deal with in my community as well uh, in terms of the in-depth and the whole uh, the whole effects of good old colonization and uh, you know isolation and uh, you know being put into the reservation ghettos that we were put into. Uh, thank God my people were able to develop to a certain extent that we were able to turn ours into a nice nimby suburbs that I have to deal with people complaining about old school stuff they didn't give a fuck about. So you know that was some development in some possible ways, but. I understand completely because that's well, exactly what I said. We deal with that. Uh, particularly diabetes is very strong in our name. Uh, diabetes and overdoses is very high in our, uh, in my, particularly my people's statistics of death. Hmm. And would you want to let people know, uh, you know, just, I don't know if you want to let people know exactly what, uh, you know. Fine, uh, for the listeners here that don't know, I'm a Seminole Indian. So a uh, pe- member of the Seminole mm-hmm. tribe of Florida. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a thing. Nick, did you have any uh, thoughts on that at all? Uh, no, no, you guys continue. <laughs> okay. Um, so another point he brought up, um, you know, Planned Parenthood, he brought up that. Um, again, we talked about that um, already. Uh, that's kind of was, again, uh, a big anti-abortion, uh, anti-abortion person. He is being pro-life. Um, so he already brought up that. Um, he mentions, so Kanye also talks about Trump. Again, another thing right-wing people love, conservative people love, they love sucking off Trump. Uh, they love talking about Trump and, you know, the fact that he loves Trump and Trump is his boy, as he calls him in the interview. Uh, and he mentions he brings up Jared Kushner, um, Jared Kushner, who's the husband of Ivanka. Um, by the way, um, mm-hmm. Ganja, did you ever get the sense that because you watched the Drink Champs and you watched the the, um, the Tucker interview? Do you think Kanye's got a little little bit of a thing for Ivanka a little bit? I feel a little bit, but he definitely got some hate boner for Jared. Yes, he definitely. He definitely. <laughs> Yeah, there is definitely. <laughs> so he mentions uh, Jared Kushner in the interview and he mentions feeling kind of anger at Jared Kushner for sitting at this table across from him, being that he was like, this guy is so privileged and being where he is, you know, basically being because of nepotism. Um, and I guess it just mm-hmm. it blows my mind of him bringing up that point because his two best buddies are there in the positions they are because of nepotism. Elon Musk and Trump are there because of nepotism. Both of them were born into wealthy <laughs> families. They didn't work for what they had to get their wealth. You know what I mean? He mentions that as a key point of why he has such a dislike for Chair Kushner of him. And Kanye says, I'm a maverick. I worked to, you know, worked hard to get where I am. And be this and to see Jared mm-hmm. Kushner who's there. And he talks about like, again, he mentions these forces that kind of held Trump back. Jared Kushner, who is Jewish, um, he, you know, again, it's kind of the shadowy thing of, you know, people holding Trump back, you know, from doing what he wanted to do um, there. Uh, so that that just kind of 
blew my mind there of him talking about Jared Kushner being so privileged and living this like kind of silver spoon when your best buddy is Trump and your other best buddy is Elon Musk. So that that was just incredibly fascinating to me. Um, what did you kind of think about that point there, Ganja, with Jared Kushner? Felt like it was kind of the the pot call the kettle black situation because uh, one of the things that kept coming up, uh, especially when we get to the champs interview, uh, as much as he wants to rail about nepotism or like these uh, for- secret forces that hold them back, he never rails about those forces that are within his own class contradictions. And you know like, anyone could come call at me within uh, the comment section or in the chat, but like there are a lot of uh, what we call like black entrepreneur and black. Like businessmen that are constantly screwing out their employees, screwing over uh, investors, or screwing out even people that are their considered mm-hmm. business friends for a quick profit or quick gain. Uh, for example, I don't know if people remember, well, uh, Rick Ross and his uh, sister and mother were caught stealing uh, over sixty thousand from workers at their uh, Wingstop operations. In uh, back pay, they were even making miners work uh, hours they weren't allowed to under the labor laws of both the state and national uh, labor board rules. So. As, as much as, like, he wants to go against these people that are, like, quote-unquote, exploiting the black culture, he, he has no problem with, you know, when that comes from his own people that he's buddy-buddy with, what he's close with, who will give shout-outs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kept giving shout-outs to Jay-Z. And, uh, again, Jay-Z, I, I, I am, I'm conflicted with him because I feel like as a businessman, he has different strings attached to him that if he wants to continue his legacy that he dreams upon, he's never going to be a full activist within his community because that requires mm-hmm. that kind of sacrifice of those longevity and like legacy that he was he's trying to build. So I kind of understand the duality of what he's trying to do. But let's be honest, like when they were trying to do the strike for the NFL, when the Black Lives Matter stuff was really kicking up, it was really him and Obama that really quelled that shit off so that the people weren't walking off the field and causing that war over that. And again, another person within his economic sphere of his same, same quote unquote culture, because he kept representing through all the review, all through the interviews, uh, where they are in fact doing the same thing that he's accusing his oppressors of doing, but he won't call them out because at the end of the day, he's he still has his loyalty to his class and to what he perceives as his his cultural loyalties and allegiances, which is the black bourgeoisie and hip hop. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, yeah. Uh, this was there. Um, he also says that Kanye uh, Ye also says that uh, Trump wanted nothing best for the country. He says that in the Carlson interview. Um, and Tucker Carlson does ask him, he says, so, you know, why'd you like Trump so much? You know, what was the uh, reason why? And mm-hmm. then Ye responds with because he dope as shit. He, he 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 has his name on buildings. He's got buildings and shit. Again, no policy. It shines in the light. You ever been to Vegas? It, again, no motherfucker. Po- you know, motherfucker. I could walk the street and find at least like three different buildings with my that happen to have my name on it. That doesn't make it's me tiny, a fucking like thing. Nick Grand Motel, and then you probably got like an H and H called like the Nick is like a uh, Nick Pool and Estates kind of hotel hmm. and oh, presidential yeah, buy or some shit. <laughs> yeah, my name happens to be on a bunch of buildings. That doesn't mean I'm fucking dope. Yeah. No, for other reasons. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, it goes back to that. He's not really saying anything. He's just just giving he's just bouncing talking points that I guess is being fed to him by Candace Owens. And, yeah. you know, and just fully embracing the conservative role model, complete lack of self-awareness, which I think, wow, way to play the part. Yeah. You talk about conspiracy theory, whether he wants to bang a vodka trunk. I have a conspiracy. <laughs> I have no backup information. I have no one telling me this. This is coming straight from Guru's ass or Bong, whichever source you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> whichever is left liable in court. 
But I think those two are fucking. <laughs> I really do think Kanye West and Kanye West are fucking. Imagine yeah, I would agree. I would agree. In my <laughs> no, no, Ganja, I'd agree. But looking at Candace Owens, do you really think that she that she fucks black dudes? Do you really think that? Yeah, I don't do that. Out of all those talking points, she's converted him. He got a big sandwich from mayonnaise. You ever seen a cover brother? He bit <laughs> into the sandwich. <laughs> Dude. But I mean, a white woman made him do that. A black woman didn't make him do that. That is true. Maybe it was Ivanka who gave him the mayo sandwich. It was Ivanka. She gave him the mayo. Maybe it was Candace Owens in an Ivanka Trump costume. Maybe. I mean, yeah. It was just like an Ivanka Trump Mission Impossible mask. (laughs) Uh, Pull pull this shit off. Then after after Kanye bites the sandwich, it's, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I think that Again, it's it's no real substance in what he's saying. Like he didn't bring up any policy um, of like why he liked him. Um, he did mention a lot of businessmen love Trump, which ding ding ding. Of course they do. Why? Because oh shit, genius. Because why? He gave a bunch of tax like cuts. Trump... <laughs> yeah, he... yeah. Because businessmen don't like taxes, and Trump was really against that. Gave them huge amounts of tax cuts. Um, gave them tons of uh, uh, protections of corporations, um, you know, for rich, wealthy, elite people. That's what he did. So, of course, businessmen are going to love him. You know what I mean? Like, of course they are. Of, of course. Um, so he said that. So um, and I guess, you know, this speaks to another part of this. I, a note I took down. Hey, Chris Anthem, thank you for coming in uh, very much. Um Another kind of uh, part of big. Thank you for cheering. One hundred and eleven bits. Very Pacific number. Thank you. Hey. Um, he also mentions. He says, you know, he is the new Tesla. He is the new Nikolai Tesla. Um, he also said like a lot of this stuff. Like in the Piers Morgan interview, he refers to himself as extremely, extremely, extremely three extremelys. If I remember correctly, three extremely uh, handsome. And he also says, um, anytime like Piers Morgan, he would acknowledge, like he'd say, like, yeah, I think you're very much a genius. I think you're very talented. Everything was like, but don't you think I'm the Truman Capote? Don't you think the words I just said? Don't you think that's as great as Truman Capote? And he's like, uh, okay, sure, if you want me to say that. I mean, uh, like, I mean, graduation was a banger, but I don't know about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and he. Also in the Piers Morgan interview, we're gonna get into talks. He compares himself to try the other famous like artists and everything like that. Like, don't you think I'm better than this person and I'm this and, and it's like, um, okay, sure, I I guess whatever. Um, I'm just trying to do this. <laughs> like Piers Morgan is like, I'm just trying to get through this interview here, man. I'm just trying to like have you answer a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you have that. Um, he also brings a point up of Nike. Um, he says Nike is gerrymandering and redlining black people. I don't exactly I, I was trying to follow his train of thought with that of like Nike I he was saying that Nike uses black people I I mean I agree that corporations will use the culture of black people like most mm-hmm. companies do because black culture is synonymous with being trendy, popular, cool and they'll try mm-hmm. to capitalize on that um but I I don't know how exactly that's redlining or gerrymandering. I don't I 
I don't know. Exactly. Oh, oh, it's uh, redlining, redlining the culture because Kanye used to have a shoe deal with them and they like stopped. That's why he went over to Adidas for Yeezy. See, what you need to hear and understand is what is something that is common throughout these interviews is when he says the culture, he just means people that support Kanye. Okay. Okay. That, that's, that's really all he's thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah, just, just, uh, in your head, just every time he says the word for the culture, just swap out the word Kanye. Or, yeah. Sorry, yay. Yay. Um, which that goes into, I'm going to make this point probably during the Piers Morgan, we discussed that interview. Uh, I'm going to make that kind of a, a little bit elaborate on that point more. Um, so he also says that Obama is a BLM manager. Um, now what he means by a BLM manager, he talks about it in the Carlson interview. Um, these companies hiring black faces to sell them to black people, which that's something I agree with. You know, I agree that companies mm -hmm. will do that uh, to try to make it more palatable um, and try to, especially when the company does something racist. Like th that was even an episode of Atlanta. You remember with Brian Tyree Henry's character, Paperboy, where he gets put on the board um, of the people. I think it was like, I forgot which <clears> fashion. Was it Gucci or it's, I think it was like Gucci. He got put on the board. It, it, it was. It was essentially Gucci. Yeah, and then he got put on the board to basically be the black face, to be the part of the black team of people so they could get <laughs> over the fact that they were a racist company to sell it to black people and everything like that. So I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. And, and Obama, I'm not a fan of Obama um, uh, at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't like when he was president. Uh, I thought he did maybe some good things he did some good things I'll, I'll acknowledge that um but i'm not a fan of him under his presidency and i do think um that uh, uh, the way he kind of moved and a lot of stuff and he even kind of talks about a little bit obama himself of saying that yeah i could have done more but i didn't want to run a ruffle any feathers because you know what i mean i was the first black president so i didn't really want to you know what i mean do do that much so there um what do you think about that point there ganja I should think he should have just came out in the green camo and just says, fucking, it's open season on Whitey on his first day in office. But that's me personally, and I don't think his office will last long under those pre-cassettes. Those pre but uh, honestly, uh, uh, his complaints about Obama are never from that perspective that you just mentioned. It's probably going to be some, oh, well, he supports Black Lives Matter or he hangs out with the Clintons. It's always mm -hmm. based around some, like, conspiracy theory. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be because, mm -hmm. oh, Obama worked with the Clintons and the Clintons worked with my wife and stealing my black babies and why my school is not accredited and why I'll never start a bank and shit. Like, a lot of it, like, you want to try to look at it like Kanye's trying to get or Yee's trying to get, like, a, a real ideology around the world. But really, it just circles back to, like, it's affected me. So I got to make all this bullshit so other people care and go, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you right. Because if not, I don't feel secure in my shit. Mm. And then, I mean, also Obama did call him an asshole. He said he's <laughs> that That's time during Taylor Swift. I mean, uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's been mad at uh, him ever since then. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Last time uh, someone got mad at Obama making fun of him, they became president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also brings up he, he says America needs to listen to the vision, get visionaries like him and Elon. So he criticizes Biden for not inviting Elon Musk to the White House, talking to Elon Musk. He says that um, he also mm -hmm. says that he is possibly going to run in 2024. Yay is. And that he he says that he is going to be president one day. 
Uh, he did say that in the interview. Um, and he said that if I was president, I'd have I'd have Elon Musk sleep in the White House. Uh, and, and I talk to him every day about it. Um, my feelings on Elon Musk. Um, wow, that was kind of weird and homoerotic. Okay, I'm going to have Elon Musk <laughs> sleep over every day. Have you. Talk early in the morning together. Uh, my opinions on Elon Musk. I think he's a fraud. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. he's not an inventor. All the stuff that he, you know, like people think with, no. um, you know, Tesla, he bought Tesla. Tesla was already a thing before he came along. Mm-hmm. SpaceX was already a thing before he came along. Um, yeah, everything he's done, it was it already existed before he came along. He just like threw his, uh, his blood diamond money at it. Exactly. Um, and Elon, like being this, like making this campaign, like people really do think this guy is like some huge savior. Like he is this, you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, big guy that's going to save the world and everything. Take everybody to Mars. He's not taking your broke ass to Mars. You might, you might actually, he might take your ass to Mars to be a Mars worker to fix some of the shit that's there for the rich people. Sure. To clean up the shit for the rich people. As long as you don't, as long as you don't try to unionize, then, then you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, that's what you'll be brought to Mars for. Well, we we talked that we, we talked that talk around solar time twelve twenty five. Okay, <laughs> you know, that's the wrong. Thing do. Don't, let, don't let the Elon bots hear you, comrade. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, come at me, bro. I. <laughs> so yeah, um, would you have have you ever argued with like Elon Musk fans online? Like, is is the weirdest experience? It's like you know, I just uh, tune that shit out. I like, don't have the time nor the patience for it. Yeah, like they. I know I can just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Best way to give an example because you don't have the time for it, but I imagine if you were around the internet around the like middle school and early high school, this was definitely a thing at the same mm-hmm. time, and it it has the very same characteristics. When everyone's riding Steve Jobs dick, those first ten years, mm-hmm. Apple was a big thing. It's literally the same thing. Like anytime you bring up facts or any proven things, like if you brought up like in early two thousand six about the uh, China death nets. For their workers, like every Apple fan, just ignore that and be like, "No, nah, man, look, the Nano got colors." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, with like with Mustangs, it's just like, but he got more money than you, though. He's a billionaire, though. It's like, how are you flex- flexing another okay. man's bank account? That's another man's money. Are you? <laughs> yeah, are, are you a billionaire? What yeah. the fuck are you flexing? Yeah, like what is this? Like what? You know what I mean? It's like like everybody trying to get out the entourage. That's what y'all don't understand. It's, everyone saw that those episodes, and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be the friend of the friend who's a movie star." Fuck it, let's do this. <laughs> it's like 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 seeing kind of Andrew Tate fans. Andrew Tate fans would go like, "But he got a Bugatti yeah. though." Like okay, yeah. What color is your Bugatti? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what color is yours, bitch? <laughs> like what? Like okay. Uh, Chris Anthem said that um, in refer- reference to Elon Musk, he said he's a ten-year-old and uh, he's an investor. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much yeah. it. Um, These are both true. Um. So now this kind of gets into the weird kind of I don't know where he's kind of his ideology uh, ideology kind of goes there with the A, but he says that we are the orphans mm-hmm. of capitalism. He, he kind of he says that in the interview with Carlson. Ganja, what do you think? Does he go? Does he go anywhere in depth at this point at all? Not really. No. Um, he just kind of. I kinda, thought so. Yeah, Ganja. What do you think about that point that he made there? Of we are the orphans. Because, like what your homie Nick just said, there's not a lot of room to that. <laughs> what did he say in full? Is that all he said? So it was in reference. Um, so. 
he was going on um, about, let me, I see if I can pull up the, the clip there, but he was kind of going on. He says, we are the orphans of capitalism. Uh, he was basically talking about, um, you know, us as a society um, and people in that and, and kind of going into, um, you know, just kind of like talking about America. Um, and this, I think this was a little bit before he said, like, he wants kind of uh, patriot. No, no. He said that in the, uh, the um, Pierce Morgan interview. But it was kind of something kind of related to that of just talking about America and, you know, kind of it just not being the best anymore. Uh, I'll try to see if I can pull it up mm-hmm. really quickly. Be able to pull it up and get like a better description because I'm trying to figure out this. Because, again, this is Kanye West or he doesn't have ideology. He has his own mental idea of what things are, and then he spins it around things he heard that sounds smart, that sounds like he could justify that to a crowd of people, or even just to himself, Whether and West rolls with crazy. it. So I'm going to try. As long as, the crowd, as long as that crowd just asks no follow-up questions. Exactly. Crazier but I'm going to try to give you what you asked so when he says that black people, quote unquote, are the orphans of capitalism, we didn't say black people specifically. He just said people. People. What? All right. So that's what I, I presume when he says we, because the, throughout the other interviews, and he goes into like how black people should adopt different types of uh, aesthetics or different type of business practices. Uh, throughout the whole champion interview, it's basically like the black Israelite talking points. If y'all ever seen them in any major city where they're harassing white folks walking by. And are either selling bean pies or, or Malcolm X books. Matter of fact, they're great people to talk to if you're not white. They, they will talk your ears off, and sometimes they got some good bean pies. So go check them out if you got a chance. But it, it really cir- circles around that. So that's why I'm trying to really get like where he's coming to in this segment. Because if we as the you know black people are just himself and like his own little buddy circle, it it really sounds like he's on that kind of Marxist Garvey. You know, I want to be part of the hierarchy. We should have a a point, a seat mm-hmm. at the table. The fact that we don't get a seat at the table is because the system is racist, not because the system itself inherently needs us to be subjugated to a certain degree in order for it to function well, or at least to function for certain members of society to feel more superior than others. None of that's touched upon. He just knows there's an obstacle stopping me from being the most baller motherfucker that I can be in this world. And I gotta stop that. That could be racism, that could be socialism, that could be communism, that could be anarchism, that could be fascism. Whatever stopping Kanye, he's going to be against. He doesn't have an ideology. He has himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So let me see if this is the clip I have something pulled up. Fear of, of, uh, of what's his name? Ten Inch Dick. Even with the position <laughs> that God has placed me in. It was Pete Davidson's haunting his fucking nightmares. And, and now he's just... Just in a rage over to, anyone that looks even remotely like Pete Davidson. To be able to be so that boy got a heroin addiction. Look at, look at how quiet it is. <laughs> like like you that know, shrinks your are, penis value if you're like packing ten uh, inches. Like wanna, suddenly wanna, you got heroin junkie, you got six inch dick. Like no one wants that no more. Some shit. My uh, potential run for 2024. <laughs> and like what just does heroin? Like uh, potential run. It's still a terrible penis. It doesn't get all the way hard because it's a little numbed out. But it's, it's still got a lot of room to work with. Mayor Suarez, potential. I think this is it right here. 2024. I will say though, when he released that photo of him and his wife and uh, in the bed, I did feel bad for Kanye because that shit would have sent me flying to people. But now knowing the whole ten-inch penis thing, like that's why he was so mad. That's you know we'd consider (laughs) after that 
Just dicking down my mm. wife. My friend, when you came to the white. <laughs> and you're not helping me. She want, what, what do you want y'all to do, by the way? Do you and want like all like. That's what I'm at. It's like, what the fuck do you want from us, dude? And that's something I talked to Ice Cube about. Change our life. He thought y'all were gonna chase him down like the Warriors and some shit. All these different black games. Jason Pete Davis in New York. I thought we were gonna go to Calabasas with torches and pitchforks. Just bring us Pete Davidson. We have all the municipalities, things that uh, um, Dr. Claude Anderson, oh, Anderson talks about. Bomb. We need that. <laughs> trying like to pull a January 6th at the Kardashian manner. Is not even developed. I'm not. Oh, one shit. Of the, the way he talks about uh, Chris say, Jenner, though. Hey, I that is some of the like, from most money. greatest shit. Like, the people look, that make money I used to have and the powers that be. About, like, how evil I am she was. your true. To a certain degree. I don't think she's evil. I think she's just a businesswoman. I'm not even a scientist. doesn't give a fuck. So she's gonna pursue it. Yeah, she's an opportunist. Yeah, she's an opportunist. Do you know him? And that's just the Very way well. the game is, especially if you're trying mm, to play the Hollywood game. The clip. Everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but man, yeah. when he when he says he's trying to save his daughter off the pole, and the culture ain't helping me save my baby off the pole. Mm. I was trying to I was trying to get up the clip, like, but like random people just run up in the house and just take her, like take North and all the kids and shit, just, just run out. And shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying to pull up the clip, but I I don't think I can find it. Um, but uh, I'll I'll maybe add it in yeah. later if I can. I'll uh get the editor to add it in later. They're just selling out for the cash and put God first, and the best representation of God is the children. The children is the extension of the family. Put the families first. There's so many things. Suburbs. Uh, the train tracks being ripped up by GM just for capitalism. All these ideas that we have. We're, we're now living in a place where we're the orphans of capitalism. And we just have to take a pause and rethink how we can have the most beautiful existence possible. Um, but there is a point of it where he says, you know, we are the orphans of capitalism there. Um, and he brings up the point of, you know, kids being indoctrinated. Um, again, it's all about reference to, you know, the media, liberal agenda, left agenda of, you know, indoctrinating the kids. Being indoctrinated. Have y'all seen that clip of the fucking Donda school where he ha they have like these children, like all 20 of these kids that aren't going to get graduation credits, by the way. So this might as well, like they be not in school and just run the streets. <laughs> like seeing good morning Donda to his mom and like sing a chant and almost unison with like different like high pitch and baritones going in it's like a damn near course line dedicated to his mom they do that every morning and all these students and their kid their parents had to sign an nda about like 15 pages thick allegedly mm. huh. what the fuck so yeah i mean he speaks about indoctrination but his constant mind is getting kids you know to god and hearing the word of god and religion i mean I, you know again don't see the contradiction there of like really implementing god in people's lives of like you know god and country and everything like that mm -hmm. it's like what if somebody if that's just not their thing faith isn't their thing you know what i mean it's like trying to really push that on somebody you know again doesn't really see the kind of contradiction there that kind of comes up with that um you were attention to jesus walks i'm gonna say he's trying to turn atheists into believers i remember him <laughs> uh yeah that's true he did say that yeah at one point yeah um then he said, you know, how libs, dims, they use influencers, celebrities mm -hmm. to push their message, uh, which is true. Uh, that is true. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. But then again, you're doing the exact same thing, motherfucker. 
right wing people like to pretend that they don't care about what famous people like even Candace mm-hmm. Owens says, why are we listening to entertainers talk about political issues and everything like that when again kind of yeah she yeah she's all about that until it's like one of her friends and they say yeah. something she agrees with yeah but fox news other right-wing outlets have no problem bringing up other you know washed up stars to come on and talk about all their issues and grievances uh <laughs> like kevin sorbo or rob schneider or gina carano um or whoever they can get dean kane dean kane you know to sit up there and and talk and give them a platform to speak um so again that's bullshit um there that's that's kind of bullshit um and he kind of also brings up the point of like there's an attack on men fathers you know that's also kind of another big talking point mm-hmm. that you know they're trying to you know he he mentions i believe he mentions this more deeply in the Piers morgan interview of the liberal or no the drink champs interview i think it was of liberals mm-hmm. left media trying to take fathers out of the home and everything like that left people trying to take fa- black fathers out of the home and everything like that um and then there's an attack on men um yeah uh there's that again let's just let's just swap out the word the generalizations and just swap the word me in there yeah, there's an attack on on me. They're trying to they take uh, me out of my kids' homes, and there, there you have a Kanye's exact problem with his entire situation. Yeah, um, and mention it's like it all kind of comes back to kind of his situation of like <clears throat> people, the Jewish media is keeping me and controlling my wife and keeping me from my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, also, forgetting the fact that I mean. He did kind of control his wife a little bit when they were in a marriage because it's documented that he likes to dress up the women he dates. That's what he did with Amber Rose. Mm -hmm. That's what he did with Kim Kardashian. Like, you know, like, hey, you can't go out like that if you're with me. You got to dress like this. He did do that. That is kind of well documented. That's what he did when he was in a relationship with Amber Rose. And that's what he did when he was in a relationship Mm -hmm. with Kim Kardashian. Um, Yeah. So. That's kind of the main kind of points of that interview that I had there for that. Um, Ganja, did you have any kind of things that Elsie wanted to talk about? No, I think I pretty much said my piece on this when it comes to this part of the the whole Kanye Mm. West meltdown interviews process. Mm. Uh, Did you want to do the Drink Champs one next? Oh, hell yes. Okay, so I do the Drink Champs one next. So this was the one that was the big one, the the one that got pulled. Uh, Do you think it should have got pulled? Yeah, this, bro, this was... Look, this was look. I'm not going to defend Drink Champs because maybe if they have a pay like private website or like their own URL link, they can send people to our Patreon. Mm. They should leave it up, just for the fact that like this was real like cultural history and like pop culture history. Like people are going to talk about this generations from now. It's going to be like uh with the when uh when uh I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but he brought the uh, Native American on for the Oscars and it pissed off. Oh, Marlon Brando. Was at the time. Marlon Brando. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things. Where people are always gonna remember this. This is up there with the uh, uh, before his passing, Kobe getting involved with the whole Denver situation out here with the uh, the less of cheating and shit. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I think we're, it's gonna have to be talked about because he says some anti-Semitic shit that I haven't heard outside of like Daily Storm articles, <laughs> or, like really hardcore right-wing websites. Like it was pretty amazing the kind of shit he was getting getting off on. And honestly, it's it's kind of amazing when Ben Shapiro is calling you anti something because even he was like, yo, Kanye's got to chill or sorry, but Mr. West needs to calm his ass down. Mm. Yeah. Uh... But legit, like, 
Honestly, I feel the champs would have like violated TSO TSO like standards and shit if they would have left that video up on how hard he was ranting against Jewish people. Yeah, because mm-hmm. so this uh, was. By the way, I love that he brought Ice Cube on up on this. Like Ice Cube was gonna be like support of him. Like he didn't deal with that fucking <laughs> backlash from his days of calling out his uh, lawyer, his lawyer slash manager at the time. Yeah, when he was in NWA, um, which they kind of dramatized yeah. in the movie Strata Compton and. And that movie is played by Paul Giamatti um, in that movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the things he said, so Kanye on uh, Ye on Drink Champs, um, he says that when Trump got to office, the, the Jewish media was aligned with the Chinese and the left to take down Trump. That's that's <laughs> That was his claim there. Um, yeah, uh, and then he also kind of brings up that like black people all of a sudden used to like Trump, but then didn't like Trump, which is true that rap lyrics 20, 30 years ago used to reference Trump a lot um, because Trump was seen as the symbol of wealth. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Trump is kind of the image of what you imagine a, a rich person would be if you're like in a an animated movie and he's like the villain like like all his stuff in it like his his apartment is like gold and everything like that it's like very like this image that you would kind of imagine that so yeah um there there was that the rappers did reference him but the reason they stopped a lot of rappers stopped kind of messing with him is because he was racist it's because all this racist stuff about him came out when he was running for president and then that's and he said racist stuff when he was on the campaign so all of a sudden they just flipped the switch just like that. And it's just like, you know what? I just don't like Trump now because he's president. Um, yeah, that's just that 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 just it's, it's not just like his brand. When Mac Miller started talking shit about him and disavowed his song and Donald Trump threatened to sue his ass for it. Oh, uh, we say who did that? We say who did that? Mac Miller. Oh, Mac Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, I, I got an echo. Where's the echo coming from? There echo. Oh, okay. Uh, it's good now. Uh, but yeah, I do I do remember that. So um, again, the media, again, he was saying inflammatory things uh, that he was on the campaign trail. So yeah, of course they would talk about that. Um, and I think it was, uh, I don't think it was in this Drink Champs. It wasn't in this Drink Champs interview, but it was in another interview he did uh, where he says, um, respect for the presidency, you know, decency. It was in the Piers Morgan interview. He talks about that. Like, you know what I mean? The fact that mm-hmm. we're able to disrespect the president, like that's just such a shame. And he kind of goes into that. Um, I think it's good to disrespect the presidency, actually. Um, I think yeah. that's that's pretty yeah. amazing. If the president, yeah, if the president is fucking up, it's our duty as Americans to call him on it. Yeah. Um, and he said that he kind of started that in the Piers Morgan interview. He said he kind of started that when he said that about George Bush doesn't care about black people. And then other celebrities kind of marketed that, you know, other companies kind of took that and made other celebrities kind of disrespect the presidency because he did it and against George Bush. Um, but if you're someone who's big on free speech and big on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that it's like, uh, yeah, the president has more power than just a regular person on Twitter. If they want to talk shit about the president, um, yeah, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to do that and shouldn't be able to dis- disrespect the presidency. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, so he kind of says that in there. That's at the beginning of, that's like the very beginning of the interview, actually, um, that he says that in Drink Champs, um, talks about that. Um I swear, if you probably drink, I made a note of this. If you drink every time he says Jewish people in this interview, 
you would be dead. You would have alcohol poisoning. The amount of time he says Jewish people, Jewish people, Jewish people this, Jewish people that, Jewish media, Jewish media, you would be fucking dead. I, I swear, you, you would be fucking dead. Um, Bro, to add on to that, if you were in a legal weed state and you try to do any type of joint bong blunts, you would pass out and start a house fire by the time the 20-minute mark would- kicked in. You would pass out, start a house fire, and it's just burning around you because you're on another fucking planet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's... I, I would love to know how many times he says Jewish media, and if somebody, if somebody actually counted it, um, I would love to see that, because he, he... If I had to take a guess, he probably says it maybe 150 times, if I had to take a guess. Um, that many times. Um he also tells, like, again, uh, back to Jared Kushner, because he brings up Jared Kushner again in this interview. He kind of tells a weird story about Jared <laughs> Kushner, where he told Jared Kushner that he he promised him that he didn't smash Ivanka. Like, it's kind of this, like, he grabbed him on the shoulders, and he was like, I promise you, I, I didn't do it. it. I didn't do it. Like, I would never do that. Like, very kind of strange story uh, there. Uh but okay. wait, Kanye was saying this to Kushner, or yeah. was Kushner saying this to Kanye? No, Kanye was either sounds believable. Yay, he said he said this to Jared Kushner that he promised him that he didn't smash Ivanka, that he didn't do that. Like he he grabbed him on the shoulders and said, "I didn't smash Ivanka. Like I didn't have, I did it wasn't me. You know what I mean? That's, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Um, and then apparently. Ye said Jared Kushner's response to that was, you know, thank you. You know, uh, thank you for saying that. Apparently, that's what it was. Um, another point here. <laughs> I like to thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> he says, thank you for not, uh, thank you for not smashing my wife. Thank, thank you. you for not fu- thank you for not, thank you for not fucking my wife. Yeah. Um, he also brings up, like, uh, how Jewish people own the black voice um he also brings up disney as being a jewish company um so he also kind of throws that in there man he should check so out the, some earlier disney the, shit he would yeah, love it even the founder was famously anti-semitic yeah um it's funny i saw a comment under a youtube video um they they said like yay said he wanted to be the new walt disney i guess this is what he meant um i saw that uh, i was like <laughs> um uh yeah so i was like yeah i guess this is what he was talking about uh that was kind of funny i laughed at that but uh yeah so he kind of says that um do you have any uh points on that ganja at all um anything you kind of want to talk about i don't i don't know what to say besides he was making some like outrageous anti-semitic claims that i can only compare to was on the level of a a small bestseller known as mein kampf and it's allegations towards the Jewish people, and like right down to like I can't it's, I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm a black Jew. Yeah, don't get me wrong, there are black Jewish people. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take a good bet on this one and think and hope. Mostly, I think I know this one that Ye is not a black Israelite, as far as I'm concerned. He says now, he is he though. Might convert to, <laughs> he might convert to Judaism down the line, but I, I don't think that's something like you know when. Donald Trump was trying to make those uh, confidential files legal where you could just say it and proclaim it. I think there's certain like things you have to go through before you can call yourself Jewish in that just in that terms. Mm. Well, like you said, it's the black Hebrew Israelite kind of situation kind of going on there. Um, there. Uh, 
like two more interviews away before he talks talking about the the power of Egypt. Uh, menstrual cycles were caused by processed foods, and uh, women, if uh, colored women go back to their natural eating habitats, they will no longer have a bleeding cycle. Mm. Maybe he's talking about like you know actually you know the the moon offsets when women have their periods, and you got to be protective. The moon turns red and the, and blood falls from the sky, and we got to wrap women up in bondage to to prevent you that. Protect your sexual energy out there. You can't be sharing your sexual seed when <laughs> any of these she devils out here. <laughs> Uh, so that, that, and that's like in the first, like 20, 30 minutes or 40 minutes in the interview. So that's not even an hour in and that's, that's already there. Um, he said, again, I don't know how to really fact check this, but he said 90% of black people are assigned to Jewish people. I don't know how to fact check that. I don't know if that's true or not. Are, are, wait, like they're, they're assigned to Jewish people or they're like, I, I'm, that's a very confusing statement. I'm lost um well he because he, he said this also in the cuomo interview he said that almost every person in hollywood has jewish people in their contract and also that again again bringing up that jewish accountants jewish lawyers like signed to you when it comes to like also like the record labels you know like contract wise like you know uh, okay. Jew, you know th that black people are signed to jewish people because in his mind, all Jewish people own all record labels and all everything like that. Um, so that's kind of what he wrote. Again, so I don't know how to fact check that. 90% of black people sign to Jewish people. I, I don't know how to fact check that. So, okay. Um, then he said, uh, let's see. He brings up Chicago. Now, he also talked about this. Uh, I believe it was in the Carlson interview or Piers Morgan interview. Where he, where he brings up, actually it was a Piers Morgan interview because he brings up the Uvalde shooting, which was the shooting that happened in Texas, the mass shooting. And he brings up trauma porn. Now, this is where I think he makes a good point to give some credit to, because I do think that that industry of trauma and selling kind of these things of like it's become so commonplace now to see these videos of police brutality mm -hmm. of people getting killed and people sharing it like it's just I mean, you, you're, you're watching somebody get killed like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's just it. It should do something to you mentally, you know what I mean? That the fact that you are witnessing that, you know what I mean? Like this is stuff that mm -hmm. you would have to go to like to the dark web to go, see, you know. You but it's being shared on a big social media platform on Twitter, and I think it it, it was in a sense powerful. I mean, in uh, with the George Floyd because you saw this man lose his life, you know, and kind of you saw you mm -hmm. know just constantly lose his life in front of you, and it was something at one point when when people first saw the video that a lot of people from all the different areas of the political spectrum mostly could agree on that this cop was in the wrong. I mean, you know what I mean? Of, of, of what he yeah. did, of what he did now. Yeah, it's they kinda... went to court. Yeah. They went to court. They ruled that. Yeah. He, yeah. Chauvin is in, is guilty and is serving present time for what he did. No. Like he should. Now it's, it's kind of shifted now where a lot of people's like, well, he was a criminal and all this is like, maybe he deserved it. And now it's kind of shifted there a little bit. So, so, all right. So he's got a record. Does that mean he deserves to be executed in the fucking street? Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. You know, so now it's kind of shifted there, but he kind of brings up that point of like the trauma porn and he calls it, um, I think he said in the, in the interview, um, I forgot exactly what word. Do you remember what word it was, uh, Ganja? It was trauma. Um, I'm trying to figure out what exactly word he put out. Do you remember that? 
No, I don't remember the exact word, but it, it was essentially what you're saying. It was she was talking about the trauma porn and how people love like destruction, chaos, and people that are injured or being yeah. put in a deathly situation just so they could gawk at it. Yeah, and I, I do agree with that, that it's become profitable to kind of sell that to people and sell that. I mean, you have like that Pepsi commercial with Kend- Kendall Jenner, which he's giving the please the Pepsi and there's a, you know, like it, capitalism will find a way to make anything or the, or the, profitable. Or the, far superior, or the far superior commercial from the boys of A-Train handling, handing that uh, energy drink to the cops. Yeah, you know what I mean? The far superior version, yeah, uh, <laughs> of that uh, good good parody version. Um, so, yeah, so I did agree with that. But he brings up the Uvalde shooting um, to bring up the fact of the Chicago talking point, which um, a lot of people love to bring up Chicago in reference to violence, gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, like, you know, the media is all focused on the Uvalde shooting um, and focus on that when that happens every week in Chicago um, and everything. And Nori makes a point in that interview. He says, like, it's the murder capital. Uh, Chicago is not the murder capital in the U.S. Um, it's in the top 10, but it's not the murder capital. <clears throat> St. Louis and Baltimore are number one and number two on the list. Chicago is number 10. And uh, I have the uh, graph here. So this is from the Metropolitan Crime Commission. Uh, this is uh, as of September 18th, 2020, uh, 2022 here. And I'm going to kind of uh, bring it up here. Uh, which kind of gives a, a, a list of it uh, when I type it in. But uh, yeah, um, Chicago is not the murder capital in the world or the U.S. Um, that that's that's not that's kind of another kind of big right wing kind of uh, talking about. Now there's crime here, like you know most big cities there are. Um, there is crime here mm-hmm. um, and everything like that. Uh, but there are places that are, again, much much kind of higher here. Um, so I'm kind of bring bring up the uh list here if i can uh grab it from me but uh what do you kind of think about that uh point there nick or nick we can't think about that well again it's just this constant um this just circling back to all about kanye and just talking about you know any he's like hey this thing that happened in this other state is bad but what about my city where i'm from it's all just rooted in complete narcissism. Just, just all about Kanye. Yeah. Um. So here's the list right here. So it has. So this was World Popula- uh, Population Review here. So it says St. Louis, Baltimore, New Orleans, Detroit, Cleveland, Las Vegas, Kansas City, Memphis, New New York, uh, Newark, New Jersey, and Chicago is number ten as far as most murders, mm-hmm. um, in the city. So there. Um, so that you, you kind of have that world population review, um, there of that Ganja, do you have any, uh, point on that at all? Uh, not really, but I, I agree wholly with Nick. This is like, again, it comes back to where he's from, who he's connected to, why he feels like it, it, all this is Kanye. There's no bigger struggle. There's no bigger ideology, except I hate when people mess with me, anything other than that, he doesn't care about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering, like, when his like fan base or people that are like pandering to him right now with the right wing, uh, now seeing them as a hero, are going to catch on to this when he flips on them because suddenly when they don't like a certain type of hip hop track or type of way he's uh, talking on a, a certain song where he's not just praising Jesus the whole time, that he's going to just switch on them and then that's just going to collapse on him again and he might end up fumbling the bag because as much as he talks shit on this whole champs thing he's shouting out his brand with uh Bla- i think Blastio. uh how do you pronounce that brand 
Uh, Balenciaga. Yeah, Balenciaga. Balenciaga. He, he shouts it out throughout the whole show. Well, they straight up cut ties with him recently. Mm-hmm. So if he continues, he's going to fumble the bag hard, too. I don't think he's going to be like working at fucking local YMCA or anything like that. Of course not. But his extra luxury shit that he gets from all these different connections and other business ties, that's slowly going to start taking hits. And this gonna, he's going to notice the chip away. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, JP Morgan dropped him as well. They cut ties with him. Um, and I'm going to bring up that point um, since I'm, since we're already talking about it, I guess, already. Uh, but people going like, you know, they did this because of his recent controversy of things that he said um, and, and, and things like that he said and everything. Um, you know, of, of his tweet of going, uh, death con three, uh, on Jewish people, they had already did that prior. Like they already wrote him a statement that he's being, you know, cut, uh, mm-hmm. he was being released from them and stopped doing business with them. Um, prior to that already. Um, I have the article right here. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up. Uh, but that was already, that was prior to this. Now, Kanye, the reason why they probably dropped them is because he was talking shit about the, JP Morgan Chase, the leadership of the bank, and then he also demanded to see the executive of the bank, a guy named Jamie uh, Demon, uh, Demon, um, D- Demon or whatever that guy's name is. Um, he went to go see him. Um, he he demanded to see the executive, and they wouldn't let him see him. So he talked shit about the company online, and then that's I led. I think that's what led to them axing him. Uh, from there um let me it's a guardian i'll pull up this guardian article real quick um that kind of stated that yeah, pretty much every pretty much everything yeah, pretty much everything kanye is going through it's all the result of fuck around and find out um let's uh, let's see here um so this is article the u.s bank jp morgan chase has ended its relation with uh kanye west and his clothing brand yeezy incorporated although his decision predates the rapper and designer's recent controversy in which he wore a white lives matter t-shirt and shared racist conspiracy theories in an unaired interview candace owens a conservative u.s commentator whom west has associated with in recent years shared a letter from the bank dated 20 september on on twitter new york times verified the bank was ending its relationship with yeezy llc but would remain the accounts uh would maintain the accounts until 21 november to allow sufficient time to transfer the account west also previously criticized jp morgan's leadership online and said that the bank would not give him access to bank's chief executive jamin demon uh jamie demon um west responded to the bank severing ties with him as he left an event in nashville on october the 12th october uh, co- uh approached by page six he said hey if you call somebody alpha bad business that means you're being anti-Semitic. I feel happy to have crossed the line of that idea. So we speak openly about things like getting canceled by a bank. He added that he was the richest black man in American history to put um, $140 million in JP Morgan. Um, so this is kind of the the uh, article, the Guardian article there that you have up. like um, Which he says that he says he's the richest black man um, in history. Um uh, I don't know if exactly if that's necessarily true exactly, but um, the you know, uh, but yeah, uh, that's what he kind of says there. So that was, um, yeah, that's what he kind of says about that uh, situation there. So uh, back to the drink champs uh, interview there. Um, so yeah, uh, where was I? Um, yeah, so ninety percent of people I uh, was on that point. So then to another point, um, basically his whole thing just boiled down to it's the Jews' fault. Uh, Jewish media responsible for everything. Oh, every every problem, every issue that he has, it's 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 Jewish people. That's basically kind of what it boils down to. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Ganja, would you kind of agree with that? Watching the interview, 
Jewish people, leftists, and uh, his uh, his ex godmother, uh, Chris Kardashian. <laughs> yep, hmm. it's the Jews, it's uh, the leftists, and that bitch, Chris Jenner. <laughs> uh, uh, that's basically kind of what it boils down to. And he also brings up the point of mm-hmm. rap music, um, you know, how it's promoting, uh, uh, you know, gang culture, violence that's bad for the black community um and how a lot of jewish people are profiting off of it uh again so with that point i do agree with that point not the jewish point but the point of people in the record industry the music industry do profit from that a lot of this gang violence that kind of goes on Mm -hmm. rappers rapping about it because they'll make a profit they don't care about these rappers they don't care about the people in the communities or the families that get affected by the gang violence there um and they're looking to make a profit off of it because it's trendy uh, it's popular. It's good for business. Um, they want to kind of encourage that. Um, so I do agree with that kind of point there uh, about that. Um, the thing, the thing about that is, there's also larger social economic issues in factor there, um, other than just rappers rapping about gang violence. Um, that are in play um, when it comes to incredibly low wage um, that black the black population has uh, poverty rates uh, when it comes to as we spoke about uh, you know access to education uh, public school systems being underfunded mm-hmm. um, even though uh, black women um, are some of the most highly educated women. Um, I think it d- doesn't even depend on the race. I think they're some of the most highly educated women. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah. But um, you do have a lot of that um, in the black community of the poverty. And of and when you have poverty, you have a least educated population. And when you have a least educated population and also in poverty, that's a combination uh, for crime um, there. Um, so you do have that. Um, Ganja, did you have any um, point on that at all? Well, I think you handled that perfectly. Uh, okay. Um, what yeah, else? Uh, yeah, pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, what else from the Drink Chaps interview st- stuck out to you? Honestly, the, the biggest thing was how the, the fucking host, the Drink Champs, they knew that they were mm-hmm. getting some gold, but they didn't realize how far this was going to go. And every time they were trying to save Kanye from really going into like heavy anti-Semitic shit... But he was just coming back like, no, no, they need to know what the media has done to my wife, my kids, North on the pole. And honestly, at one point, uh, I forget what the main host says, but he tries to reach a compromise with E and he just blows the bridge all the way up. So I, I understand from multiple reasons why they buried this interview. But at a certain point, like they, they kind of are enabling this behavior if they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, move on to the next interview. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I'll Bring do it. the Chris Como one because that's kind of a little bit of a of a shorter interview. Uh, shit, I took a lot of notes on this interview. Oh shit. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so he was also doing an interview with Chris Cuomo. Um, shorter one, like about thirty minutes. Um, and Chris Cuomo there. So um, again, that's why he kind of brought up his name is Yay. He wants to be referred to as Yay. He brought that in there um, as well. Um, and, uh, Chris Cuomo. And then he also talked about Kid Rock, um, texting him, talking about, uh, going to the places you are celebrated. You know, your life is really in the dumps when you listening to advice <laughs> from Kid Rock. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of, come on, man. That's gotta be a wake up call. Like you listening to advice from Kid Rock. Yeah, that's, Rock. yeah, that's rock bottom if I've ever heard it. Uh, yeah, dude, if I ever like 
message you and say I just got a text from Kid Rock, just find me <laughs> and put a bullet in my brain because that's that's like rock bottom and I'm never getting out. Yeah. Uh, in Kid Rock texting him about says go to places where you are celebrated, you know, not where you're there. So it kind of goes into like, you know, uh, Chris Cuomo. I mean. It's an interview, and I get that you want a space for people to be able to talk, not interrupt them and cut and talk over them. But when they're mm-hmm. kind of, because even like in the Piers Morgan interview, like he was kind of going on and on and on, and Piers Morgan was trying to like interject, like, okay, but all right, like we kind of got to move on to the next point here and next question here. And then he was like, don't cut me off mm-hmm. and everything like that. And he would do like a thing where he would do the la 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 thing, and you know what I mean, like very kind of childish. Um, that it's it's like mm-hmm. it reminded me a little bit of like Alex Jones. You ever see him being interviewed and he'll just like a lot of these people who have this situation of, you know, they'll just talk louder than you and think that that means that they're right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Don't interrupt me, but I'll interrupt you and I'll just talk over you and, and just kind of yell over you uh, and everything like that. Um, so it's, it's kind of a little bit of that kind of going on there. Um, Ye also mentioned in this interview uh, with Chris Cuomo that Zuckerberg. Um, has a left agenda. That's why he was, you know, kind of kicked off of those platforms like Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, um, you know, social media, you know, it's the talking point of, you know, all the liberal lefties own social media and uh, mm-hmm. kick off all the right wing people for voicing their opinion, freedom of speech type thing. Um, and it's funny when all these people, when they complain about being the platform, um, it's always the thing that they get the platform for. It's like, oh man, you know, <laughs> Like, buddy, what you get the platform for? It's like, ah, oh, man, I just said that, oh, man, I want to kill all Jewish people. <laughs> Crazy, right? They took me off there, right? Could you believe that? I mean, come on, man. I, yeah, I just said, yeah, I just said that, you know, women shouldn't have rights and it's like some bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I just said that women were my property. <laughs> Crazy, right? I mean, can you believe they took me off the platform for that? You know what I mean? I'm just voicing my. Fucking my... ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and there was another. I'm just saying what I believe. And then there was another situation with a YouTuber where he like simulated sexually assaulting another female creator, a YouTuber, and then mm-hmm. didn't bring that up as part of the reason why they, you know, he got deplatformed. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, I just oh, got David Dobrik. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, because <laughs> I said Pepsi was better than Coke and they hated me for it. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, they always, they, they conveniently leave out the specific things that people probably would got them deplatformed. It's like. You know, the, the really, really inflammatory things. They just mentioned, I'm, man, I'm just freedom of speech, mm-hmm. and they don't like that, and, and they hate that and, mm-hmm. and everything. It's like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that was kind of his point there. Um, he also brings up the fact, doesn't believe he's anti-Semitic, like Ganja pointed out in, in other interviews, like in Drink Champs. He just keeps bringing up, I'm a black Jew. I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm a black Jew. Um, he brings that up there. Again, it's more in that interview, him saying that Jewish people are trying to cancel him. The Jewish media, they're attacking him. Uh, that's also another big thing there. And that's also, this is also the interview where he brings up the 50% of Hollywood executives and producers are Jewish. Uh, he brings up that one. Um, yeah. Um, any in, uh, any kind of thoughts on that, uh, God? Not really. It just starts, this is the biggest thing. It just starts repeating itself. It's like he developed these like really hardcore anti-Semitic talking points, and now interjected throughout all the conversation. At, at, at one point, he goes into it, and like the interviewer, Pierce Morgan, tries to bring it back, and he's like, "Nah, nah, la 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 la," and he's like, "All right, I'll let you finish, I'll let you finish." And then the Jewish media, it it 
it's getting to the point where I don't even know how much we can go into any further because it's all just a constant manic repeat episode. And don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I, I I blame a little bit of his mental disorder on how he's acting, but a little personal information for people that don't know. My father's bipolar, and he's mm-hmm. dealt with it my whole life. And uh, through all the mania, the psychosis, the times that he's clearly lost his shit and didn't care what the fuck people thought about his rants, he's never started talking about the Jewish media. Now, mm-hmm. did he start talking about some shit that maybe got border racial on football? Yes. But he never started going off on fucking on Jewish media and uh, the kebab of Jewish people that run our country. Like, mm. this is some extra layer of bullshit of, like, he's going through a manic episode, but it's manifesting itself by him embracing hard-right conspiracy theories. Mm. Yeah. Um, pretty much. And, and, like, with the Piers Morgan interview, which is the last one, it's basically, again, repeating all the same kind of points as we said in the other interviews. Mm. He brings up the Uvalde shooting um, and how there's no attention to Chicago when, in fact, there's a lot of attention that gets brought to Chicago and far the violence. Mm-hmm. That's always a main talking point, especially when a mass shooting happens and people talk about gun violence and gun reform. It's like, well, look at but, Chicago. Yeah, Illinois has got the Illinois got the most restrictive gun laws in the country. And look at the crime rate there. It's like, yeah, there's way more going on with Chicago besides that. And the fact that in the neighboring states, it's lax gun laws that they can transfer oh. over to the city. But they also, it, it, yeah, mm-hmm. that's also another kind of point there. So people do talk about Chicago a lot in terms of the violence, in terms of a lot of things that go on. And people still think it's the murder capital, which I just pointed out. It's not the murder capital of the U- United States. Um, Baltimore, St. Louis, New Orleans, those are cities with higher murder rates there um you know i don't know maybe we have to be like matthew mcconaughey and pump them numbers up i don't know but uh, as of now <laughs> we're 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 not doing hey, that them, that, those are rookie numbers in this racket you got to pump them numbers up yeah uh so there so he, he you know then he says that and then I, he also brings up a point that i think he yay here misspoke because he says that 90 percent of black women over 90 percent of black women uh voted for kamala harris um i mean i guess you could say that they they were voting for joe Biden. i mean over 90 percent of black women voted for joe biden and she was a part of the. T- you don't really get to vote for the vice president mm-hmm. he, he picks the president picks who the vice president so i think that's just a misspoke mm-hmm. you know i mean he just misspoke there um because Kamala Harris, when she was running for president in the 2020 election, when she was trying to be the Democratic nominee, uh, she didn't even get a yeah, delegate. She lost the. Yeah, she, yeah, she lost the primary. Yeah, she didn't even get a delegate. And she did poor with the black vote. Like Biden and Bernie Sanders did better with the black vote than her. And I think Pete Buttigieg did better with the black vote than her. I think Elizabeth Warren did better with the black vote than her. Am I right in that, Ganja? I mm-hmm. think those people did better with the black vote than her across the board. I believe. No, honestly, you're correct. Uh, she not only did not lose her home state, she uh, lost terribly. Uh, matter of fact, the biggest criticism was coming out of her old districts. Yeah. So she didn't, yeah. like Ganja said, she didn't even win her own state. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like 90% of black women, I mean, they voted, for, I mean, they, it was really, like you said, mostly just voting for Biden and getting rid of mm-hmm. Trump. That's was really the, the thing there. So I just think that was mostly just kind of a mis. Kind of just misspoke there. Honestly, the biggest thing there is a lot of people don't talk about that was because Globachar saw the right on the wall after the whole like scandal with the police department in her area and how she was tied to it, mm-hmm. how she wasn't going to get the nomination because of it, and she did not want to see uh, Elizabeth Warren get it. 
that she purposely mm-hmm. said that oh, I personally think that a black woman should be vice president. I think it's neat, this country needs progression. After that, she sealed the fucking the the coffin on any chance of Liz Warren being a vice president nominee. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> she I I kind of she took her down. It's like bitch, if I'm going, you going with me. And she dragged it down. Yeah, like you ain't gonna be it either. So I kind of like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I have the articles right here, kind of uh pulled up here where it kind of broke it down. Um, this was like a CNN article. It says Biden leading the 2022 field uh, among black voters. This was a poll there um, that kind of showed it there, uh, kind of broke it down. This article there that showed this was from January 11th, 2020. Um, so, yeah. So, again, again, I just think that was just him just mis- misspoke there. Um, but Kanye also, he did mention Bernie um, and said the left should have chose Bernie. Um, and so he kind of did like that. That's what he said there. Um, and so you remember that part of the interview, Ganja? Yeah, but again, he, his confusion with the left. Look, the the liberals that are in the head of the Democratic Party, please take the word from me on this advice. They're not really leftists. They're liberals. Sometimes that takes progressive tones. Sometimes it doesn't. But when he talks leftists, he's thinking like ultra-liberal Hollywood. Mm. And the real terminology mm. is people that are socialist adjacent and even communist adjacent in this country. So that's the only disagreement I have out of that. But again, again, it just falls into the same usual right-wing hysteria shit. Yeah, um, that distinction between liberals and leftists—I um, don't like being called a liberal. Uh, so I, you know, there's that distinction mm-hmm. there uh, between the two, uh, because um, I was—I think Kyle Kalinske—he was pointing this out on Secular Talk. He was saying how in Kanye's ecosystem, like you got to remember, he was in California around that ultra neoliberal kind of bubble there of I'm still with her mm-hmm. and I'm riding with Biden blue wave type people um, there. And, uh, you know, that's what he attributes the left to be uh, because he was in that mm-hmm. kind of ecosystem there. Um, then, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see what's well, kind of it's another, again, it's kind of him repeating himself, him talking about, Kim being controlled by Zionist Jewish people brings that up again. Uh, he brings up the point about the tech companies, you know what I mean? They have too much power, uh, you know, and they're getting rid of free speech and they're kind of taking over. Um, he also, this is also the point where he also brings up, he wants patriotism over capitalism. Um, he kind of says that in there. Okay. So, we, so he just said fascism. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, what did you think about that point that he made there when he's talked about page? He wants uh, again, he doesn't have an ideology, so a lot of this is coming at Kanye's, Kanye West's ass. But that was fascism. When you say you want capitalism to be subservient to nationalism, that is one of the tendencies of fascism. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm telling y'all, if y'all look at the researchers, both from the liberal and leftist perspective that is one of the indicators is when nationalism takes over business ideas and mm. he does not understand what the fuck he's advocating for anymore yeah um yeah so that's kind of there um you know and then he kind of talks more about jewish people jewish communities um he says well i can't be you know anti-semitic because one i'm a black jew and two i have jewish friends um and three that i'm you know envious and jealous of jewish communities the way they kind of operate he also mentioned this in the drink champs interview too about about the way jewish communities kind of operate and the way they're able to have wealth and not kill each other in the streets and form a community and things like that um again you got to look at a lot of the larger socioeconomic factors that into that. Um, and even though Jewish people 
have been impressed uh, in the world many times over, um, you know, through things like the Holocaust, through things uh, like being enslaved, uh, like other, you know, large groups of people uh, were, um, as people love to bring up when black people talk about slavery, it's like, well, every group of people were enslaved at some point. Uh, But when you talk about, in reference to the United States and black Americans and chattel slavery, uh, the transatlantic slave trade, uh, in terms of that when slaves were freed, it wasn't just like, you know, boom, they're free, and then boom, equality there, that's it, Um, Mm -hmm. of the long history of black people trying to build communities, trying to build uh, wealth, and that being shut down, Uh, things like Black Wall Street that was burned down, Um, things like what you have, uh, actual black towns that were flooded, that they just drove all the black people away, and they Mm -hmm. flooded them to make a lake, Uh, like, again, that was brought up in an episode of Atlanta, like Lake Lanier, um, you know, and other cases like that. Um, so you have to also look at the uh, also larger kind of socioeconomic factors of that, of why black people have been able to do that. And then mm-hmm. Ye also in this interview, again, like I think Nick, you brought up the point that to Ye, it's, it's a lot of just, it directs just back to him. It's all about kind of mm-hmm. personal grievance. Like him, you know, talking about like when Piers, Piers Morgan was pushing him um, uh, about the tweet, about the tweet he made of going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. He was like, why say Jewish people? Why say that? And Ye was making the point of like, well, because Jewish businessmen, they fucked me over. Jewish businessmen did this. And he's like, OK, but those are those businessmen. Why not just reference those specific <laughs> businessmen? Why reference all Jewish people? Like, it just doesn't, like, why classify these group of people by because these people fucked you over, you know? And, you know, and Yake, you know, he also talks about a plan of getting all musicians and black athletes, you know, especially from predominantly black sports like the NBA and the NFL and black actors and other entertainers to join, to, to go over the contracts that they have. Now, I do think that I mean, it's been well documented how much people are fucked over in the music business, the music industry, mm-hmm. how well they're screwed over by people, um, white, black, in between of people who get screwed over for the contracts and everything like that. Um, so I do think, and, and, and especially in things like the NFL with athletes, NBA, where they're so used for profit um, there and, and their, you know, skill and their athleticism and their bodies are so used by these multi-billionaires that own these, uh, teams. Um, but that's an issue that it's, it's other black millionaires. Like that's a small Mm -hmm. portion of the population, um, of, of black people there, um, that, that's great if you want to do that for you and, you know, other contemporaries like you and other black, but as a regular working class black person, um, I, I don't know how that's really relevant to a lot of the issues black people are going on, what's going on for black people today. I don't know how that's supposed to fit into there. Um, I think that, I mean, if a black person wanted to be a musician and you want to create a better structure for the music industry for a black person to enter into, that's awesome, but not every black person is going to enter the music business or going to be an entertainer. So I don't know how that really fits in. I mean, do you understand what I'm kind of saying with that kind of point there? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ganja, if you kind of want to say anything about that, I don't know. I understand 100%. It's literally the, the same problem that I brought up earlier where he's quick to criticize, you know, the Jewish people and his mindset of uh, being this cabal or community people that exploit his own. But again, I bring up the Rick Ross example before. 
he's not quick to call it out when his own community or when it has its own same effects that's being uh, repetitive or being replicated again by people that he calls the culture, quote unquote. And to the point where, you know, Diddy is feeling bad for him and trying to like rehabilitate him. And you have a lot of these peak, quote unquote, black businessmen that are within the entertainment industry that who are still trying to ride the tr- the Kanye train, trying to protect him from the fallout of all this. But he clearly doesn't mm-hmm. care in the slightest because at the end of the day, it's not about any grand political scheme or any project to uplift the black community. It's what can Kanye West get out of all this? Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, like to Nick's point, I think it all kind of, a lot of it directs, you know, back to him and his personal grievances with the things that he's experiencing. He tries to, you know, loop in other people and be like, oh, but, you know, these other people have also been fucked over, you know, in the business there. Um, and I think maybe is that the reason why he, you know, because, you know, he said this in the Carlson interview about, you know, like he wanted to wear the MAGA hat, <laughs> um, you know, and people told him don't wear the MAGA hat. You know, because people are gonna hate you for wearing the MAGA hat, and that just one of you know he was just forced to stay silent about how much he loved Trump, and he resented that. Um, and it was funny. I think he he said it in the Drink Champs interview. It was funny. He said uh, when he wore that hat, uh, his wife Kim, she said that's kind of little dick energy that you got that hat on. She he said that she said that, that to him. I was like, geez, it's kind of right. Uh, which again, I guess that, I mean, you know what I mean? And he, he was like, do you know how that feels for your wife to tell you, you got little dick energy? Do you know how that feels? You know, I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess that kind of goes into again, why he maybe rocks that hat so hard. Like why he wanted to rock it so hard. Cause like, no, it's not little dick energy. I got a big dick wearing this hat. You know, I'm a superhero with my cape on, you know, like, okay. Um, uh, so that was kind of there. And then in reference more to the tweet, um, Ye talks about he fought fire with fire because Piers Morgan tries to do a thing where he flips it. He says, "Well, what if me as a white guy, okay. I said that about black people, um, and I said that you know I was going to go DefCon three on black people? How would you feel about that? Wouldn't that be racist?" And Ye wouldn't answer the question. He kind of avoided the question. He kind of <laughs> averted the question because he because he knows that he would have a problem with that if. A white guy has said that about black people. He knows he would have a problem with that. Um, and again, yeah, because again, again, Ye is not open to any kind of criticism or anyone calling him the fuck out. Yeah, he like prepares all of these like uh, conservative, right wing, anti Semitic talking points, but is not prepared for any sort of follow up question. No. Um, and even Pierce Morgan asked a question. He was like, "Do you think it's possible for you to be wrong? Do you think that's possible?" And he he wouldn't answer that question. To my recollection, I don't think he answered that question. Like, I don't think he can fathom that he can be wrong. I don't. I don't think he can fathom Mm -hmm. that that he can be wrong. I don't. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, so that was kind of some things there uh, that were kind of interesting. And uh, let's see. uh, What were kind of some other major things here? Um, Again, you know. He kind of pushed back Piers Morgan. We talked about it on the George Floyd point um, of him saying that, you know, mm-hmm. yay, I don't know, like, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to follow this line of thinking where he's going with the George Floyd situation, um, where he says he keeps bringing up because he watched the Candace Owens documentary, the BLM documentary that she has, mm-hmm. um, where he talks about, you know, the roommates of George Floyd said that. Um, they want a tall guy like me. They want a tall, dark guy like me. And he keeps bringing up the fact that George Floyd prayed for eight minutes. 
I don't know how that's supposed to relate to him with the, with the police with the knee on his neck. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that 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 all is supposed to exactly correlate um, there. Um, and then bring up and then, you know, Piers Morgan brings up the fact that by a medical examiner, it was shown by the by the coroner that George Floyd's mm-hmm. primary cause of death was the fact that the knee was on his neck. That was the primary cause of death. So. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then Ye was trying to, you know, kind of push back on that and, and, and say, like, you know, but why is this an accepted fact? You know, and, and, and when JFK, he was trying to make a correlation with him and JFK, is like all these different theories about how JFK died and who killed JFK. Uh, but the di- I think there's not really much of a correlation. Yeah, because- the difference is we, yeah, the difference is we have like an actual medical examiner's report and we have video of the death happening. Yeah. I mean, even in the JFK comparison that he was making about like, why can you have all these different theories about JFK, but not have all these different theories about George Floyd? Um, I mean, nobody's really dispute. I mean, that JFK died. He died. He got shot. People see mm-hmm. him, saw him got shot. There's there. I mean, that's not really a dispute. Yeah. The, yeah. The conspiracy is the the who and the why with JFK. It's not the how. Yeah, and which I guess he's trying to make that point with George Floyd, but again, that line of thinking, I'm trying to follow it of like the like it, he said it was like a setup, and the police were in like so the did is he trying to say so the, the police were in on sending one of their own to prison? Yeah, like again, that line of I don't know where that line of thinking goes. I mean, at least Ganja, do you? Do you do you kind of know where that line of thinking kind of goes there? Um, if you had to say, um, there at all, Ganja. If you had a point on that, uh, yeah, I don't know if Ganja is there or not, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just don't know where that line of thinking. Yeah, just... Oh wait, well, oh. yeah, there we go. Yeah. I don't know. So I have my mic just got cut off from Discord. But uh, uh, honestly, this this same bit of information comes from everything else we've talked about on the show. If it's not extreme right wing, this is definitely coming out of the firm butt cheeks known as Yeek West. Like this has no relevancy in history, has no relevancy in, in reality. It is really just his own accusations. Mm, yeah. Um, and Piers Moore was trying to make the point of like, I mean, you can think whatever you want to think. I mean, I'm not saying mm-hmm. you can't, but here's the fact. I mean, here's the fact of what happened like there. And George Floyd's uh, family, they are suing uh, Ye for $250 million for a defamation case. Um, th- the thing is about that case that um, it's kind of unprecedented for to do a defamation case on a person that's deceased, um, like to do a defamation mm-hmm. case on behalf of somebody else. Um, now, we saw what happened with Alex mm-hmm. Jones where the fam the families of the mass shooting victims sued him, um, ended up getting what nine hundred and fifty million dollars, um, basically almost mm-hmm. like a billion dollars. Um, the difference there is is that there was lots of years of harassment that you could point to that it stemmed mm-hmm. from Alex Jones. Um, one of the families had to move six times. Uh, one of the one of the family uh, members they committed suicide. Um, you know, and then mm-hmm. constant harassment, harassment, you know, over the years that obviously caused a lot of mental turmoil 
for the families so that you could all link that back to. And then also, um, as I as I know of it, it was also just incompetence by Alex Jones and his legal team too. Uh, the fact that he was told mm. to give up surrender records to the court, he didn't do that. And then he was just found guilty by by default there. Um, that was also another part of it too. Um, so there, I think it, it's not probably a good chance that they have because it's so, such a short span of time. Mm. Um, and also Kanye, I mean, Ye is repeating secondhand information because he keeps saying like, well, mm-hmm. I watched the Con- Candace Owens documentary and the documentary said this. So the family would have been better off mm-hmm. suing Candace Owens or probably Daily Wire that's producing it instead I mean, of it. I mean, I'd imagine that's, that's like what exactly what they're preparing for. Because mm. any, any decent lawyer would probably tell them that, yeah, he's basically exactly what you said he's just repeating secondhand information but kanye west could be listed on the list of the uh the uh, defendants because he is probably the biggest voice that is spouting a lot of this shit yeah so i get that that he's obviously the most famous the biggest voice um there that 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 is repeating the information there um and how dangerous that could be um so yeah that's kind of point there um let's see what else kind of were some key points i put down for this interview um Again, he he brings up the talk about uh, Democrats, liberals manipulating black people, manipulating black people for their vote. Um, I do agree with that. Um, I do agree that a lot of Dems and Republic uh, Dems and and liberals think that they the black vote is owed to them, uh, and think that black people are just going to fall in line because it's like, well, hey, who else are you going to vote for, right? I mean, you're not going to vote for the Republicans, are you? I mean, look how bad they are. Um, and then they just kind of expect black people to kind of fall in line behind that. Um, and I do agree that you got to demand something for your vote. You know, you got to offer something and, and not just accept the bare minimum um, or even less than the bare minimum um, and holding people accountable, you know, when getting into office, um, you know, of saying like, hey, this was a thing that you promised. You said you would do it. I'm going to hold you. We, we, we have to hold you to that. You know, um, even with Biden, with the student debt relief, it's like at first he was prom- promising a higher amount that was going to be canceled. Then it slowly, as he went into office, it whittled, got whittled down and whittled down and whittled down to a little bit more, uh, you know, each time. Um, so I, I, I do agree with that um, point there. Uh, Ganja, what's kind of your thoughts? There, um, if you had some there. Man, I don't know what's going on. My Discord keeps switching over to my Oculus for some fucking reason. But I, honestly, I, I I don't know how much more to add to this because it really kind of keeps repeating itself with, with when we're, now that we're on the final interview. And uh, even though he has some good critiques, it, it falls mm-hmm. always falls back to like a very either exploitive nature or based on conspiracy theory fed by the right wing. It's never on the actual track to try to identify why these things happen. And it always is going to lead towards because it affects Kanye. And he doesn't have to dig any deeper than that. Well, well, uh, feminism is the reason I lost my court case in divorce. So he goes, fuck feminism. And, and mm-hmm. he kind of lets it out the bag throughout most of these interviews. This is very Kanye West-eccentric politics. And people that are on board for this, I don't understand why. Because unless you really that kind of diet ride or die hard kind of dick rider <laughs> you really get nothing out of this this is really just trying to help Kanye West out yeah and like you know just bringing the same talking was like you said he brings up George Soros that's always a favorite punching bag of the right wing love to bring up like the mysterious 
figure George he George Soros responsible for everything the left wing does every protest every every nominee everything he's the big figure there uh George Soros and he even brings up like Dr. Fauci um as like a joke um you know again to talk about you know Dr. Fauci COVID line about that and then um with the Carlson interview there was stuff that was edited out it's funny that uh Tucker Carlson said like I won't censor you and then edits shit out of the interview uh there and people got it it's on um vice where you can watch clips that the clips that were edited out it's he brings up like in one of the clips he brings up like him wanting his kids uh in school to not be taught kwanzaa because he's like he wants them to be taught hanukkah instead because at least if they're taught hanukkah there's some financial incentive to that of learning again relating jewish people to money those those that those yep. darn jews are good going one. back to jewish stereotypes yeah um he also brings up like kinetic energy cities like god wants him to make these kinetic energy cities i don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean but there we go um so yeah different stuff like that and that i think also that his children there's like imposters in his home that are teaching his children um there um things like that so it's just nonsense this is a lot of it's like just nonsense stuff mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, i mean that's basically it um we've never we haven't talked about kanye and all the different stuff that he's done um on the show before this will probably be the first and only time that we talk about it um there so yeah that's that's basically all i had to kind of say about that different stuff yeah that's yeah, I got nothing more to say about this that hasn't already been said. Otherwise, I'd just be repeating myself, much like Kanye's doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's my kind of final thoughts on that.